0: Okay, welcome to the show. Woo. Series two, amazing upgrade. Very what good upgrade. What the hell? I mean, I uh, have to shout out to, to our man behind the uh, curtain, Beto, for, for hooking sure. us up. If you're watching this, I mean, geez, this is insane. So uh, I'm excited. This yeah. is going to be cool. It's going to be fun. So uh, as I was saying earlier, I feel like we're on the uh, the enterprise, the Star Trek, the Star Trek enterprise. <laughs> I'm looking for data. Going, here, like beat that me sometimes. up. <laughs> um but yeah so uh we thank all of our listeners so far uh that have have uh, taken the time to listen and, and hopefully you've learned some some uh cool facts and information just as we have um and we have listened to your feedback um so hopefully the sound will now be crisp smooth
1: and clear oh yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> um and obviously if you are watching uh then that's cool we're now on youtube so uh Please do subscribe, share, share the knowledge, share, share with your friends. It's all about sharing and uh, enlightening people. Really, that's what we're trying to do. So, yeah, today we have got uh, an awesome guy called Daniel Zemit. I don't know if uh, have you. We were talking about this earlier. Have you seen some of his stuff online?
1: I've watched just some of the live I, videos.
0: I think. I think uh, Daniel, you might well, you might as well come on now, Daniel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Um, so um, we should call you Mister Backflip.
2: Well, you kind of talk, like. talk me through but like uh, My sports. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I'm just i I'd like to tell you that the seats are really comfortable over here. Oh, really? so nice. I'm just really comfortable in this position. This is good. And thanks for inviting me onto this show. Yep. This is amazing. I uh, love it. Started following you guys. Doing a really good job. Um, sure. where do I have to where do I have to start off with?
0: Um, well let's actually start so so um, obviously do the intro, but you might as well do it yourself. So so sports. Yeah, so so what's your what's your thing? Okay,
2: so uh, now I'm a master trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm a the qualified master trainer. What, what does a master trainer mean? So master trainer is more of a uh, there's person trainer and then a master trainer is sort of a little higher level than okay. a than a master trainer. So the content, the stuff would have studied uh, are a bit more details, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's the master trainer. I also um, am a graduated uh, physical education teacher, but I never got the chance to to pursue that career further. Mm-hmm. Although I do actually get a chance to every now and then. Uh, teach kids uh, in fact i uh, i can i can tell I'm also uh, teaching a group of uh, kids with down syndrome mm-hmm. who wow. um their their ages range between 15 and they go up to 55 years old wow okay and that's a once a week once a week uh, uh, that happens. must be
0: really re- re- rewarding I would imagine. very
2: much so i mean i've been doing it for now six years mm-hmm. and it's very very rewarding um and basically it's, very, it's a nice, nice class because you get to um experience different things, things at work uh, and you realize that uh, when working with uh, participants with Down syndrome how a routine is very important, how you've got to remain disciplined, how it's very difficult and that's why uh, Kudos goes a lot to the parents at home because it's very important that you keep a particular uh, routine schedule Mm -hmm. because uh, they need to to follow it, right? Mm -hmm. So, and over the years, over uh, the time, you see how they... Get used to you certain certain drills, certain, and it, t- it takes a long time to teach certain a particular skill. Yeah. But then once they actually acquire it, you would see how 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 easy it becomes. Yeah, okay. well, that is the the most beautiful thing. So yeah, PE uh, uh, teacher, and going back, I mean, my sports career started when I was uh, six years old. I started okay. with martial arts. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fun <laughs> fact it was um, I was uh, school. I mean, a lot of people passed through bullying, and I passed through. Uh, uh, time when I used to be bullied after school. And I remember I received this sort of brochure magazine at home and I see this guy just doing a flying kick and I'm like, I want to be this guy, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be just nice. like this guy. <laughs> and uh, funny enough, uh, my, my my parents knew him and we spoke to him and it's like, all right, so basically just need to start on these days and times in this location. Mm-hmm. And I signed up when I was six years old. Uh, but the funny thing was that um everyone i mean myself i thought that i want to learn how to fight the the good good part was that i learned how to defend myself and based in the and um dojo code so when there's a code a particular code of, of karate uh it was always to prevent that in in a fight there's never a winner so the, the most thing they could do is try to avoid a fight yeah, and you're was, always there to defend yourself. But that, that, I mean, that's the whole point of martial arts, right? It's, that's the whole point it's, of it. Yeah, not it's attacking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I learned something. Collecting. I said something else. And I think the discipline in the martial arts brought out a lot of my uh, inner characteristics in a sense that I'm a very disciplined person. I like rules. I like following rules. Um, I do not uh, smoke. I do not drink any alcohol. Um, I'm quite on 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 on, uh, on and it's been for a very long time so yeah. super clean super clean yeah. super clean <laughs> nice. um, No drugs I mean it's quite it's quite it it built this sort of inner self in me mm-hmm. I mean I do have things where I restrict myself completely from from maybe but It gives me who it makes me who I am mm-hmm. so so I'm, I'm happy with that and then after I was uh, after uh, when I was around 10 years old I sort of di- I diverted into football. I used to uh, I mean it was a, it was a trend that everyone was doing football and I wanted to fit in the school team. So I started training with with the local the local team. Um, Which team is it? Vicaria. Okay. I, I was I started as a player. And then at one point there was the I had an inter-school tournament and I was placed goaler. And funnily enough, we were playing against uh, the coach who was coaching me at Bricker okay. And he told me, like, why did you play goaler? He's like, like, cause I love playing goal. Like, okay, from next training session, you're playing goaler at Bricker Okay. And uh, I was started playing goalie, goaler. And that's when I, that sort of, after two years, I sort of changed my changed my life from football and I went to handball. Oh, and really? Two years. Do they it, have handball it, in Malta? They do, they do. Oh, man. Have, um,
0: have you seen, have you? No. I love, love At the uh, the twenty twelve Olympics, I watched. It was the first time I watched live handball. It's ridiculous. Amazing. It's so aggressive as well. It is,
2: it is the second fastest game in the world it's after ice hockey, isn't mm. it? You know the ball itself because it's quite small. Is size it, is it, is four, is size it, five. Is it sticky? It's sticky because they put glue on it. Ah. So they put glue on your hand just to have a better, a better, a better yeah, grip. grip. But then you end up with 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 the ball and and, and the floor all sticky, so it becomes quite. Uh, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, but it's a very beautiful sport, very, yeah. Fast, yeah. very fast, the training is very really good. Mm-hmm. And I spent years playing handball mm. until it came to the point where I had the O levels. When I was playing handball, I also uh, involved myself in a few sessions of athletics mm-hmm. and breakdance, because breakdance was also, there was a time when it became very oh, popular. <laughs> this makes sense. All <laughs> and, uh, which I loved it as well. Mm-hmm. And then at the age of 15, 16, when the O-Levels came and I couldn't uh, keep on going attending person um, the, the, the handball, uh, that's when the time when I sort of changed my sporting career again. I went back to martial arts, so it was a time when um, extreme martial arts was coming into fashion so they were combining a, a mixture of gymnastics mm. with martial arts so like MMA people, or a little different little different they were like more company for example they do a backflip and then all of a sudden they go into a kick or <laughs> oh, they, right. they form this <laughs> cart just your standard backflip into a kick you know And it was really good <laughs> and uh, so I decided to start gymnastics at the same time at the age of 16 okay and then again, I did another two years combining both gymnastics and martial is arts. That, is that
0: quite late to start gymnastics?
2: It is late to start gymnastics. And I mean. is, there a, is there a benefit to starting later or is it more a hindrance? Uh, it's more hindrance. I would say that uh, certain, certain skills, especially for example, flexibility, you can develop them unless you are genetically already flexible. Mm it is easier to start when you're still a young age where your joints can take uh, a wider range of motion mm-hmm. rather than starting at, an, at a later time because as we start growing up, become stiffer, we spend more time sitting down. Uh, so when you're a student, you spend a, min- a minimum of eight hours, you know, all they sitting down, reading, writing, doing mm-hmm. what you're supposed to, mm-hmm. joints stiffen up. So and, we, and in fact, we realize that in as soon as girls um, hit puberty, they become very, they, it's also their body uh, kind of Grows, changes, and that's the moment where they already start becoming uh, stiffer. Then they were puberty. Really, wow! That's an nice important fact about about girls. Wow. So I started at a late time, but I always had, I always wanted to to do the back flips, do the front tucks. <laughs> I always had that passion. So I started those, um, and but at least when you're younger, yeah. it's not that scary doing doing Gosh. doing things. So you're like, yeah. all right, let's do this. And I remember, um, um, God bless his soul, Mister Chun, uh, which was my gymnastics coach. Uh, he told me, okay, so the first time I learned the backflip. I'm like, yes, I learned the backflip. He's like, excellent. Now do that for 50 times. Oh. And he's like, <laughs> like, you have to repeat that backflip for 50 times in order to, to, to make it part of you. I'm like, okay. And the next day I woke up so sore. I have never, I have never, I could... I, remember, I still remember the time i was so sore after doing 50 backflips because it's a combination of power and and core and it's tightness cool, yeah your core and, and you really have to strong. pull your knee so fast i'm mm-hmm. like okay okay another one another one another. and then the next day i could barely laugh i could barely just open up it was so i can remember the feeling but that feeling of learning something that you've been wanting to i mean when i was young i used to watch like the Karate kid and and all uh, these yeah, movies yeah. and power rangers yeah, and they're like wow wow yeah. wow you know and like i want to do that and then when you come to the point when you actually learning something that you've been wanting to learn all your childhood career, and like, okay, cool, this is cool. And now what's <laughs> on to the next yeah, one? What's next?
0: Yeah. Uh, so how how can uh, so if, if Stephen wanted to do a
2: backflip today, uh, how <laughs>
0: oh, good luck. <laughs> how how would you? How do you start? How do you start? I'd say it's always possible.
2: First of all, I think it would all be, be it be the safest to to learn it in a location, in a place where not grass or, 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 or the sea. I mean at least you're with a coach, someone professional that can okay. do, that there's a foam pit. Oh, where, okay, okay, cool. so at least you get over that feeling because when you're young, when you're a kid, you cannot think of what can go wrong. Yeah. Right? This the further the the more we grow, we start thinking of everything yeah. that can go wrong except <laughs> Getting the backflip, so yeah. you start saying, maybe I it's can fall, hit my back, break my neck, because my, my, this might come wrong, and that prevents us from doing the things mm. we want to do in life. Mm-hmm. So when you're young, that fear sort of is, is out. But when you grow, like, all right, at least there's a foam pit, so if I land, I'm just gonna land in a foam pit, which is, which is fun. And then you start, okay, so now after the foam pit, you start removing it. And then they put you on a higher level so that you can jump, but you have more time to rotate and then land on a softer landing until you actually balance it out till you come to a very sort of good surface where you can actually take off and land back onto your feet. But it's a, it's, I mean, so if the process. wheel is there, you get it. Yes, long, long process. It's yeah. fun. Okay. But yeah. it needs hours of practice. Yeah. Hours of practice. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. You'll be, you'll yeah, be right. Flipping your way in. <laughs> it was good. It was good. And then at the age of eighteen, I mean, uh, that's when I sort of had to give up a bit of I mean, then the A levels came in, uh, that's when life became tough. Mm-hmm. And then sort of I had to dedicate more time to uh, to A levels and, and and education. But then when, um, when I when I remember the first when I entered university, I um, I started working inside a gym, and I, I started working as a gym instructor, and I fell in love with it. Okay, so I can remember that when I was thirteen, I made I made my subject choices based on biology, chemistry, and physics, which oh, wow. I do not regret because I mean they taught me a lot of what I, what I know today. So those were the basics, the foundation. And then ongoing I sort of um, I decided to change my career from uh, becoming wanting to become a doctor to on to wanting to become a physiotherapist and then sort of I What
0: was the because um, it's, it's quite a change
2: um so what was the wh- well wh- wh- be- why did you change your mind yeah. basically my father's doctor mm-hmm. so i looked up to him uh, he's a very good doctor i admire him he works very hard mm-hmm. um and and i mean it's 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 a nice job that i could see myself doing for for a certain time but when i uh when i when i and obviously you always want to make your family proud yeah, yeah. but uh then ongoing when i started growing up i started saying but I love I love sport. There has to be sport, something involved. I mean, passion in what I do. If I want to do a job, that I want to end up doing for the rest of my life, I mean, I've got to do something that I need to wake up and love doing. So then I said, how can I combine both uh, sports, fitness, and the medical sort of medical profession? So I decided to go for um, for uh, physio. I decided to look into the physio physio department, mm-hmm. but I didn't have enough support to guide me into into what it requires, what I should be doing. So and that was led onto sort of the p teacher uh p teacher career mm-hmm. and i pursued the career so i entered university as, as a as a starting off to be a p teacher which i don't regret because i had uh, great teachers uh great students great, uh, colleagues and peers it was a, it was a great time we we met we keep we still meet uh, nowadays as well um but this was a, it was it was it was a fun experience and in the second year i remember yeah. that so in the first year i started working inside the gym because uh, I always wanted to, a job that could, good, good. I mean, if I had to, if I had to be honest, the second, my second most favorite job after being a gym instructor would be a bartender. <laughs> <But> funnily, and <laughs> wow, funnily, wow. Enough, funnily enough, I don't, I don't, I don't drink, but I just love being a bartender. Really? The mixture of the, of the drinks and preparing, yeah. I just used to love it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so then after being a bartender, I actually went. <laughs> it's such a contrast. <laughs> Huge contrast. Super <laughs> so healthy, too. <laughs> poison. Uh, and... Um, um, yeah, and I was working inside the gym. And I loved how, how you can actually uh, change people's life. You can actually... And you can see them changing and feeling better. And they used to come and tell you, thank you for this. And I actually managed to make this change. that has affected my life, so... You're probably... Elevate, you're, I mean, ultimately, you're elevating their confidence as well. Much, you're, and
0: you're, a lot. You're giving them not only... A change in there, and this is obviously only my limited
2: view, but not only uh, a change in physique and ability, but also mentally, self-esteem and self-image and self-concept, self-efficacy. I mean, sport is the only thing I believe that you can never be a failure in. Mm. I mean, you can never be labelled a failure if you do something today. Uh, whatever it is, you definitely mm-hmm. guarantee that the next day you're going to become better at it mm. and better because it's just a repetition, yeah. and the body adapts. Okay, so if you just take the simple principle of just adaptation, overloading it, it adapts and becomes better. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I can't think of anything else. That I mean, you cannot be labeled as a failure in in. in. I mean, the sport, the sport is just a continuous improvement, everyday improvement. Yeah. Okay, so would you say and,
0: there's um. A limit like if you are a certain age do you definitely yes
2: yes there, there's always going to be a, a, a limit of how much uh of how much you can push pull lift okay i mean you have our limits if we do have any conditions or or take any medications or had any previous injuries but the limit is as much as you want to put it okay and and always making sure that you are following the correct guidance the 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 uh, what the doctors have told you to do how you'd like to approach your goal you choose the smartest way the safest and most effective way but then i mean obviously when i mean some people have are like if we had to go into the science of it some people are more based on power some people are more based on endurance the funny fact is when a person who's into the who's more catered for the endurance wants to go into the power or a person who was more catered for power wants to go on endurance right it's very difficult because scientifically uh, we're built for certain sports and you can actually see that Uh, it's difficult to cross over. Although we we do have, uh, the muscle fibers that can adapt to certain, to certain things that we want them to do. Mm -hmm. However, it would be, it would it would not be as easy. Okay. So for example, if I had to take myself. I'm a very much of a power athlete. I prefer power. I prefer speed, height jumps. Uh, if I give me, for example, fifty hundred meters, I would probably love doing it wanting to get a good time but if you give me an endurance event long distance running like 10k 16k i probably find it very tough very tough just just to keep up Uh, so again your your physique um you know uh, would suggest that you are very much a power yeah it would it would uh, it would resemble as well i mean i'd have personally changed for example some clients who i believe they are they are catered for more uh long distance events endurance Mm -hmm. events and their body shows it yeah and even though you have the right equation of nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle, the body still finds it's hard to grow, hard to pack on muscle. Yeah, mm-hmm. So right. those are certain limitations. Is,
0: is that is, is that um, in uh, an individual's genetics then? So some people are just, you know, even if you do some uh, power exercises, mm. you're always going to have more of a lean physique and some that whether they, they're doing kind of longer, they're doing marathons, whatever whatever else. So they're going to
2: always be a bit bulkier or can that change? you like
1: an ectomorph, mesomorph, <coughs> right?
2: Uh-huh. I believe, yes. I believe that even the ectomorph, endomorph, mesomorph, everyone has their own types. What's and the ways. Uh, endomorph? What's, what's, what it's, ways the, ways? it's the body types, how people, um, okay. how people are, are, are built and structured in a certain way. So, for example, if you have an ect- ectomorph, you have a person who's taller, leaner. Mm-hmm right uh, so their levers are longer if you have a person who's a mesomorph someone like me he's a little shorter but a bit bulkier and then you have for example the endomorph where they're more uh shorter but stockier so and then it affects how they they build muscle how they burn fat really it's, wow. it's a whole combination yeah. of certain things i mean the science of it. Some people really believe in it. Some people try to go away from it. Mm-hmm. It's a combination of everything. I like saying, um, "Genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger." Yeah. So that's a good yeah, one. I nice. mean, you know, it's it's all based on. I mean, yes, you do have the tools in your genetics to make you a. Uh, a strong athlete, a powerful athlete, but then it depends on what you do and how you do it. And and like you were mentioning before, it's the sleep combination of the nutrition. It's it's just putting the equation together, mm. right? So whatever it is, we are all predisposed to having uh, certain qualities to make us a, a better in what we do and how we do it, but then it's what we put the extrinsically, what lifestyle has to give us. Mm-hmm, yeah. It will actually get us to, to where we're at. So. Yeah. I mean pretty much. Nice.
0: And so you're uh obviously a master trainer to a number of professional athletes as well as um some stars let's say. Um so how how would a uh a typical um program look for a an athlete compared to say someone like myself? Okay. So what are the big differences?
2: So basically I mean the difference between athletes and I mean everyone has to move the same. So 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 between a person who can call an athlete and the person was uh, just a normal person, everyone's built to move the same. Mm-hmm. So whether it's an athlete or, or, or um, just an average person, we're still gonna have them doing them very similar tests of how they move, how they squat, how they push, how they pull certain exercises, which will be, uh, I mean, just so that we know their body, how it functions, right? So so they'll be put under a certain test. Obviously, if it's an athlete who's preparing for a certain competition, who's preparing for the Olympics, I mean, there is a certain test, uh, certain qualities that they'll have to achieve. So, for example if they need to achieve more power more strength we have them doing certain tests catered for this if it's a person who's normally um for example a person like to lose um, body fat we'll have them doing the the caliper right but it will be a combination of many things the unfortunate event is that in order to test, uh, in order to test, the equipment is quite expensive. Mm. So, and it's very, very expensive to have very good equipment for testing. So, we have to work around the very basic measures. So h- how do you so? There's testing. So,
0: can you uh, is it like blood tests or what's the what's the process there?
2: The, for example, the blood test. Uh, I like recommending blood tests for clients who uh, normally had a history of certain events. So, after we do uh, an in-depth consultation they uh, show certain red flags, that say, listen, we need to check your cholesterol, maybe your you fat, how it is, mm-hmm. uh, your thyroid, if it's functioning well. I mean, yeah. certain things that would be hindering a person from seeing the results. Then there could be many things, but the easiest, and I would say, I mean, some of the cheapest things we could do is normally a visit to their physician mm. where they'll be I mean we we do it as well but uh the physician will be will be more in depth where they test their blood pressure uh they check check uh they can check they can um, write a write a referral letter for they get a blood test or sometimes we even had them doing a, a bone mineral, mineral density test. Mm. Wow. Okay. So because certain factors, for example, even I remember I had this client once uh I had she hadn't seen her, her uh period uh, for two years. And that just sort of sent off a marker. Mm. I mean, she hadn't seen her cycle for four, two years. I'm like, no, we need to get this done because there's an evidence that if the person uh, hasn't hasn't had their, their cycle for a number of uh, uh, for a number of yeah. months, it could be to do it lowers their bone density. So it's very very really yeah. Oh wow! Didn't and in fact, she went doing her she went to do her bone density. She was only uh, twenty years old, and her her she was told that her spine is like an eggshell, very so. Wow! Imagine just starting off a person. Who who suffers from? I mean, and and women are quite quite uh, delicate. So, I mean, to a certain extent, you've got to make sure that when if a trainer is working with with women, he's got to be specialised in, in 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 that area. But imagine having them doing uh, squats with the bar on their back mm. and having the spine of an shell. I mean, can you imagine what what what? Or just <sighs> so a simple just fall, mean, yeah. or you having do. them doing a squat jump and just having a, a simple fall. Yeah. So it's very important that um, the the clients are are assessed. And measured after a deep consultation i mean the consultations are very important because those are at least on a very on a very basic paper mm-hmm. you can at least it can just hint off certain certain red flags where listen what happened over here or what was done or the injury had you done a proper uh, a proper rehabilitation oh, no listen i hadn't done proper because i decided to leave it out you know okay so that might that might stop us from achieving the next goal mm-hmm. so it's important that we shouldn't focus just on the strengths Weaknesses are more important yeah. So if you had an injury in the past It could be that say for example if you wanted to get back to running And you had an ankle injury 10 years ago I mean maybe because of the lack of range of motion inside the ankle It's preventing you from running better, running faster Or, or, or doing certain activities that you don't really want to do yeah. So how important is it that in the beginning of the process There's an assessment, an evaluation of what actually is going on Right, and then from then you start. You can start building up on the program. So, I would prefer, in my case, I would prefer having an, a person, whether it's an athlete or just a normal client, having them first assessed and and making sure that they're working the way they're supposed to, rather than having them uh, training in the proper form. Okay? Because at some point the body's going to fire up. Okay, yeah. some po- at some point it's going to give in, yeah. and it's it's much safer, much easier to break down technique, break down form, go lighter. Uh, having them doing the exercise the way they're supposed to, and then building them back up yeah. on on the right track, rather than having them keep on doing the same the same method as they are doing, mm-hmm. that can lead to a possible injury that might set them out uh, far off later later on in life. Mm-hmm. So that is where that is where um, we come in as, as professionals, and this is something that has to be done uh, thoroughly. Okay, so you have to really look into and know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But that's the that is the beauty of our of, of our jobs, right? Yeah. We assess, we can evaluate. I mean and then we educate. Okay, and then the most important is that we get them to commit to to the program and, and having them doing the exercises daily uh, for their own benefits. Right? I, I think that's a the big
0: a big thing really. Um you know, there are a lot of uh, PTs out there um that I would say aren't doing stuff like this. You know, they're just going, okay, cool. What do you want to? What do you want to work on? Let's work on that, and then and then off we go. And I think, obviously, as you're highlighting, there could be a big danger of that. You know, if if someone has the has a really weak bones, um, and then you're suggesting kind of lifting heavy weights or whatever else, um, you could potentially really uh, injure yourself. So I think, I, and to be honest, it makes it's, it's, it's common sense. Um, to, you know, get it, have an assessment before you start building or start working on yourself. It's just. Um, it's something I've never even thought about I just kind of thought Okay If I'm going to go to a professional trainer I'm going to just work on it Work on building my arms like you guys um, Or you know Just a certain element So I think uh, I think it's something that's missed
2: actually. Definitely overlooked Yeah mm the most important is that no matter what we do in our jobs the first and the most important goal is injury prevention so whatever we have to do the most important is that we do not get our athletes or our clients injured now in order for us to prevent them from doing that there has to be some form of evaluation some form of assessment uh, showing us guiding us that these clients are not supposed to be doing for example exercises a b and c okay so for example if simply uh, simply told If a client has presented to us, um, and he tells us or she tells us that they suffer from, say, high blood pressure, right? Uh, We have to have the knowledge enough. Uh, If we are at least, if uh, the first and most important is that they get the approval from their doctor. They're like, listen, this client suffers from high blood pressure. He's on this type of medication. So making sure that he doesn't do these exercises or just be careful to do that. We have to have the knowledge to apply that to our training. So we've got to make sure that if a client, for example, suffers from high blood pressure, Certain movements, for example, lifting heavyweights above the head is a definite no-no. Okay? Really? Definitely no-no. Wow. Because you would want the heart to beat so hard. It's going to get harder to go up to okay. the top, right? Yeah, okay. Or, for example, isometric exercises. Mm. Okay? So, for example, just trying to push the wall or, t- or a plank position, for example, is, is a definite no-no for a client who suffers from high blood pressure or medication okay because you're setting the, the the blood oh, flow okay I see yeah okay. okay so you don't want to increase that 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 blood pressure because yeah. it can lead to it can lead to a, lead to a, a, yeah. a stroke right yeah. and again if a client suffers from any condition um, it's it's it brings out a medication and medication have their side effects so if a client is for example on on uh, on a certain medication that can affect that to lower their blood pressure with when they're in a certain posture for example when they're lying down and they come up, for example, so abrupt without coming up towards the side. They can have sort of a low blood pressure effects. Uh, so they feel kind of daisy. Yeah. So it's very important that certain exercises have to be catered for, mm. right? And this and many many clients, many many and we don't. There's no, there are no ages. I mean, they can be as young as fifteen, sixteen year olds who suffer from asthma, diabetes, uh, uh, blood pressure. And there are no ages, and we're saying that the further, the, the more, and the further we are going, we're saying it's sort of younger population suffering from these diseases yeah I mean the amount of sedentary time I mean has increased so much I mean students students are spending so much more time sitting down right becoming less active I was gonna say what yeah why do you think this is why why do you think there's a higher diabetes rate higher asthma it's it's a combination of many things I mean I mean awareness I believe awareness has increased with regards to fitness lifestyle activity exercise yes but Uh committing to the program has become has become more difficult so the psychological aspect behind it as to I don't think we have really truly understood what gets a person to be so committed to a program or why aren't they becoming Mm -hmm. so committed towards it I mean we have there are many options there 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 are plenty of options nowadays for for uh, patients to have their children going to do a certain particular sport or exercise or whatever it is but why is it that they are not participating why mm. is it that they're holding it back mm. it may so be distraction it could be distraction is is definitely one of them so yes they're spending more time on these technology devices i mean nowadays a 12 year old has a, has far more tech advanced mobile than i have <laughs> than i own one myself yeah. <laughs> i mean and the problem is that uh i also seen i mean that we experience certain pa- uh, parents are are praising are, are gratifying their students their, their kids with um uh, just giving them technology advice if they pass their exams for example mm-hmm. if they if they do pass their exams they're showing them that their reward is 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 I is, is, is extremely sexy so if you do pass your exam you get this reward yeah. so this is not good for you the mindset is being okay i will pass not for myself i will pass because i want to have this oh i see this okay. this gift <coughs> so i'm working hard for something that I need to I need to, I need to achieve that is yeah. my, my only success. But yeah. if I don't pass, then I'm, I'm a failure. So it's almost highlighting um, we, we need to kind of change
0: the, the mentality with regards to the, the, the re- reward system. So it's like, you know, you're being rewarded by the with the knowledge um, rather than here's a here's an iPad because you've just got an A. It's like, no, what are the benefits of you getting an A's now that you know all about this topic? and you can put that to good use i think the the challenge i mean going into schools and stuff i think um it could be questioned. it could be argued that the whole schooling system is a bit um is flawed is dated um and and much much like um some of the things you know we discussed earlier with um kind of medication and and sports and how there is a bit of a disconnect um it could be the same in, in schools because uh everyone is it is taught the same, and every individ- everyone is an individual um, so there may be certain things that um you know you, even how stephen and i uh how we maybe learn things you, you're quite you you quite enjoy reading books mm-hmm. for me. I find it more of a chore but I do enjoy it once I get into it but it's just not a natural thing so
2: and this is just two individuals so imagine taking that to a school of 30 a classroom of 30 and physical activity has has decreased immensely physical education has become less I mean it has decreased Mm. so that is something that at least if we need kids I mean the, the national recommendations are to get kids to be at least active for an hour a day Okay. I and mean, now that's an hour a day, that is how how we need to push and push because they're still developing they're still growing their bones need that impact. Is is that not a
0: and you're probably more uh privy to this than I am but I all I can re- um reflect on is, is when I was a kid but we used to be out when I was between the ages of I say 8 and
2: until maybe 15.
0: I'll be out all the time, running around, like doing playing football for yeah, six but, hours. But,
2: but what's changed? You know, yeah, okay. what's technology changed? I mean, technology, there are more cars in the street. There, yeah. there are more place. I mean, there are more building sites. I mean, the place has become less, sort space, of to less space to participate. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, but funnily enough now, I mean, and, and this I've seen, I've seen ever since we've been on with the COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen more uh, families with their kids uh, participating in activities that are outdoor. Mm-hmm. So ah, they got so yes. bored of, of Using the same technology devices at home, so boy at home they actually got to the point where they started using their bikes again, started using their their boys again. <laughs> I mean, doing things where it's sort of building the family thing again. Yeah, which is really so, nice to see. Which is nice to see. Yeah. So we can't say we can't blame that cars and pollution have taken over to the point where we're saying listen these roads are not safe. Take out the bikes, but it's an excuse. It's it could be also an excuse, yeah. right? So uh-huh, and it needs to. I mean, there needs to be a push in the in the amount of of time dedicated to physical activity inside the schools. I mean, Mm -hmm. that is where they spend most time. And we have to understand what keeps a person, a a student, back from participating in physical activity. Maybe it's because they are obese, maybe it's because they've been bullied, maybe because they never get a chance to pass the ball or catch the ball, okay? So there there can be many things affecting the participation Mm -hmm. of, of, of the students. And apart from that, it's also, I mean, not every not every student likes participating in a sport where they're not so good in. Mm. So <laughs> it is it is yeah, it of them. can't be it can't be that you know that because you're gonna be you if you're always doing football, you know that you're gonna have the good the, the the good players, you're gonna have the bad players. But then that's where you start. If you are always relating physical activity when you are still young, mm-hmm. you're relating physical activity to being a failure because you are never chosen, you are never you were never placed on the good team you never got a chance to kick the ball you were always scolded for, for for passing bad or you were bullied within that sort of you grew up with a mentality that as soon as you think of physical activity you're thinking failure inside your head you yeah. think of it's a negative thing, it's a negative yeah, vibe, vibe yeah, from sure. a very young age yeah. and this is a problem so if you instill negative vibes into students that are still trying to increase their physical activity just for their own benefit but you made it in a point of a competition sort of that's already building up a negative taste towards exercise. Yeah, and something that I've seen in the past as well, which is not something I can really approve on, is uh, there are certain parents who become very, very sort of pushy on onto their onto their children that they want what they wouldn't have achieved themselves in the past. Okay, so they're kind of <sighs> they want to. They're see trying them. to drive
0: them, even though even though it can their intent is maybe good but
2: it's, it's yes actually having but then it can turn it can turn on to a very ugly side mm-hmm. so they become more competitive
0: is, is there a danger though because y- you can see i mean you've got the snowflakes at the moment where um there's almost like a sense of entitlement because they've been rewarded too much or been told that everything is good rather than and, and this is only my my view uh and i don't have kids yet but i think you surely you need some you need to fail sometimes. You need Definitely, to, I mean, you, you need you need to be like to fail to then to understand. I need to work harder. Not I
1: everyone's a winner. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I but
2: that's I, why you've got to teach them what failure is, yeah, and it's very sure. important that every student, every every person in life, has to understand what failure is, mm-hmm. and that you embrace fa- a failure as part of mm-hmm. your growth. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it, if you don't understand what failure is, how can you ever? I mean, if you never, you can never grow. Yeah, because then you'd be afraid to take you'd be afraid taking up new challenges. Yeah. Yep. so. It's, it's building up, okay, and even when they're young, it's very important that you teach them how teamwork is done, mm-hmm. okay? So everything that we build up sh- shouldn't be competitive mm-hmm. because if you instill a competitiveness in them, at some point, there's going to be a winner and a loser. Yeah. Like, at some point, someone's always going to come who's better, yeah. stronger, faster there's than you. There's always someone. Yeah. So where does that leave the child? Yeah. So if you're continuously praising your child on things that are, ah, oh, this is good, no, no, it's good, no, you've done good, you've done good. At some point, when he's going to find something that's going to be too challenging for him, he will either try it and fail and then opt out completely from it yeah, yeah. or never try n- or never try to achieve anything higher
1: yeah it's just a feedback loop to improve mm. yourself that's the way i see it but it's wow. tough to instill yeah. and one other point i mean if you think about if a society promotes pe education um it has the best roi you know moving forward it'll you know minimize health problems the health system will get better mm-hmm. we won't be bombarded with taxes etc yeah. it, it, it's a long cycle but in the long term this is stuff that we should be really thinking
2: about yeah. certain things need to be compulsory i, I if i could if i would I had to advise there should be kind of a program that that will help uh, that is done every day mm-hmm. okay so it can be within the break it can be before the assembly could be in the morning mm-hmm. but uh, a compulsory program where where students uh, need to participate just for the fact of, of of making their health much better yeah and we have seen and there were programs as well abroad i'm not i'm, I'm not mistaken it was in the uk where uh, students who suffer from adhd mm-hmm. okay, attention deficit hyperactive disorder mm-hmm. when they do have an, att- an attack of, of AD, when they become very very hyper they're taken out of the class they're put into a playground into a gym okay? really wow they okay. actually give them a, a gym workout and they relax so much becomes so much relaxed that their focus can can be restored Mm -hmm. so then they're put back into the class so when they see that they are actually they're losing their attention Mm -hmm. because they're becoming too hyperactive they're drawn out of the class Mm -hmm. put inside the gym on a program specifically with the teacher or 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 whoever is in charge Mm -hmm. gives Mm -hmm. them a chance to let it all out and then they're put back into the class Mm -hmm. restored unfortunately
1: you see a lot of them people who have ADHD take drugs the, the first reaction is oh, oh give them a pill give them this speech, We're Italian it? Man. Give them but our ancestors That's have it. been doing the same thing over oh. and over again and we just need to kind of find them roots within new technology yeah. yeah there's a
0: hybrid balance that we need to find and I think going back to your you know there should be a, uh, some form of fitness every day I don't that that doesn't also that doesn't always mean physical I think there's obviously something we've spoken about before just teaching you know, it's just the wellness side you know have some mindfulness have a have a session of meditation you know Precisely. getting kids to do stuff like that really early teaching then. them
2: just how to eat their yeah. portion sizes yeah. uh the quality of food mm-hmm. even simply simply for example just health and hygiene mm-hmm. for example brushing their teeth how yep. much it's important uh when they're when they're eating not to be watching television for example because it it it, it makes them forget how to chew and taste their food Right? Oh really? Wow. So, yeah, so okay, nice. all, all these little things that are very important. It's difficult in Malta. There's TVs everywhere. It's, so imagine. Uh, so frustrating. And you see, you see when you go to the restaurant, you just see, uh, for example, the kids just eating and then watching and watching their their, their, their tablet, their iPad, whatever yeah. it is. So it's it's very important that that you teach them to stop use a, fo- a fork and a knife, mm-hmm. cut their food. Analyze their portions yeah. Get a chance to chew the food Get a chance to taste the food Swallow it mm. Give them a chance to get to get full You mm-hmm. know Because it, these are all little techniques That if implemented into the school system I mean they can just be Just a, 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 a credit a, a light credit That you're just teaching them More about becoming Like you said Mindful yeah. Right Of the situation Of what's going on mm-hmm. And just giving them the basic tools mm-hmm. Which when they are going from primary onto secondary Right They can just take with them And just can apply it so, and, and not aim for things that are so high up. So if we, all right, we, we do say that we have to try and get one hour of physical activity every day for these. But if they manage to do just enough, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, which is just active enough to give them just that little boost, it's already a good start. Mm-hmm. And giving them something that they like doing, mm-hmm. for example, whether it's dance, whether it's just a skipping rope, whether it's just whatever it is, a normal workout. I mean, something based about that is fun. Mm-hmm. Fun yet safe. And effective for their health. Yeah, nice. Um,
0: so, one you know uh, for people that are following you, um, they will be aware of this. Some that some that aren't. Um, one of the things I want to highlight that what you're doing on Facebook Live is really cool is your Q and A sessions, uh, which is every every Saturday morning. Which obviously you did one before this, uh, which uh, Steve and I sneakily um, went on and, and watched you bit stalkery um <laughs> uh, but one of the interesting ones i want to talk about is um exercise and lifestyle modifications for people that are overweight and obese uh, because i think this is the this is always the link right where if i'm overweight um um i'm already uh i'm aware of it uh and i and there's there's it has potentially some damaging effects on, on my psyche and, and you know my, my my mental health because i'm, I'm thinking okay i, I want to you know i want to be looking fit and healthy like you but i don't want i don't have the tools i don't have the knowledge and i just don't even know how to even start so where you know for someone in that position Mm -hmm. how how can you initially help them what kind of things can they at least start
2: with to then then um, start putting them on a a better path Mm -hmm. okay so first and most important thing is that you have to realize that um obesity overweight doesn't come overnight Mm -hmm. okay it's a process it Mm -hmm. takes time uh, some people as we mentioned before Some people are predisposed with the genetic inheritance of the obese factor mm-hmm. I believe that and, and it's, it's shown It's proven that that they carry certain genetic factors That make them uh, overweight, obese Or very hard, very difficult to lose weight yeah. But then as we mentioned before And I'm going to say it again uh, Genetics loads the gun But lifestyle was the trigger mm-hmm. So it starts from a very young age And as toddlers we rely on our parents I mean or our guardians or whoever is taking care of us to uh guide us to lead us into into the the best ways forward so uh portion sizes quality of food uh being trying to reduce the amount of sedentary those are certain things we do not have control over when we are young Mm -hmm. right so we leave it into someone else's hands so that's an important start we can also go further back we can say for example even during pregnancy okay just the, just the pregnant uh just the pregnant mother has an influence of of what she's taking as a nutrition that can also affect the infant the mm-hmm. uh, when, when when it's still inside but then growing up okay it's really, and it's very important to understand that it's being obese can be just a state that you can still be overweight yet be healthy so uh, being obese has as the most important that you don't let other comorbidities come out. So, for example, if you are just overweight, borderline obese, or you've hit the obesity, you try and prevent becoming diabetic. You try to prevent yeah. uh, being hypertensive, so higher blood pressure. Uh, you try to prevent uh, damage to joints. So that is the goal, right? And um, that is where you've got to start off with. And then once you find the right tools, so you find the right person to try and motivate you to get started, the most important is that you have at least support. Support is one of the the most important things. I mean, everyone has a relapse. I mean, everyone starts off on the right foot. Everyone starts off motivated, but at some point in time, there's gonna be a a tough time when you feel that you want want to give up, you have plateaued, Uh, you feel like you want to give up, you're you're bored of eating the same food, you've been consistent. That's when you need the support. So people, family, friends, uh, colleagues, whoever they are, have to be part of your system. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that uh, you having a good contact system, so whether it's your psychologist, psychiatrist, uh, GP, person trainer, uh, dietitian, whoever is in the same process. So if the client is in the center and he has his contacts that if he's feeling bad, he can contact the psychologist, his psychiatrist if he requires uh, another fitness session or some guidance, it's easier for them to reach out. The chances of them being more successful is gonna be much easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that the client is not left alone. So that is a very important start. And even when they, when they relate their problems to, um, to other people who are obese or who have overcome their obesity, it also helps, so associations, Okay, yeah. Facebook groups where people have passed from certain events, moments where they fell down, and they start helping one another rather than feeling sorry for each other. And that yeah. also tends to help as well. Okay. Um, but the most important is that I have seen and I know many clients who are overweight and obese, mm-hmm. yet they are much healthier and fitter than certain clients who are. Of uh, a normal weight <laughs> so I mean, if you had to say for example, I mean, we normally use the BMI mm. as, a, as a start, but we do have clients who are over the number thirty mm-hmm. but and we have a compared to a client who's with normal weight mm-hmm. right, right under under twenty five but if you had to compare, for example, their cholesterol mm-hmm. their hypertension their 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 sugars inside their blood, you'd say that the that the obese client is much healthier than than mm. that, and that is what you've got to aim for I mean you might not always bring down the weight completely as much as you dreamed of mm-hmm. but do not let it be the, the thing that will put you off mm-hmm. the most important is that you have everything functioning the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. so with your blood is working the way it's supposed to your lungs you have reduced as, as a, a huge amount of weight there are support systems, I mean, but making I mean like, for example there's bariatric surgery, there are certain operations, are oh, wow. okay. but so it must not be the first way out, as we yeah, were saying before. For sure. I mean and they will not allow you to take part in these surgeries unless you have committed yourself to these lifestyle interventions. Oh really? Okay. That's so they're really gonna give yeah. you a six month a six month plan and, like, and then telling you listen, you've got to try this, you've got to make sure this, you've got to lose a certain amount of weight before you actually are allowed to do this part of this operation. This is things like a gastric bands. And gastric like bands, yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Which,
0: which does work. I mean, I've, I've got a friend that, that she did that and, and it it does have work. a huge impact. Um, but then it just obviously, what she could eat was really limited.
2: Like, exactly. The size of what she
0: could eat. Wow. Plus,
2: you've got to see the side effects, the long-term side effects. Yeah. Okay, so there are, there are certain things that you've got to, that, and then you've got to start taking more vitamins, more minerals. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you are not under nutrition then. Oh, of course, because you are ultimately limiting your, what you can take in. Yeah, exactly yeah. so so that is the most important about the person becoming obese but then um, it's a combination so if at least goal of becoming more more active during the day is very important so that there's um, you carrying around less weight right uh, you also so, so is there an example so, so say I'm get me
0: from my armchair to, uh, to to kind of moving so is, is there any like uh, is as simple as going for a walk for like half an hour is, is
2: that is that we always is that, we is always that, start to say being active yeah. so even if it's just yeah. doing normal things around the house oh, really? things okay. that you are not used to doing yeah okay if you're not i mean a person who i have and i've seen a person who's been very very overweight over 200 kilos wow. just sitting down waiting for food to be passed life to just go from the bed onto the onto oh, the sofa okay. on the couch yeah. right um, it's just getting doing more things so just imagine yourself carrying at 100 kilos just a few steps Look how much energy that takes mm. right so they're going to be burning off calories they are going to be doing energy. they're going to be using energy for work yeah. uh, but obviously they will not go for long because it's something is going to give in yeah. right so the start is very really important but aim aim low okay so you start from a few steps today mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend a person who's uh, so much overweight who hasn't been out of the house for such a very long time to start and going doing a 30 minute walk because the chances are that you either you either so get cheap. injured or 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 you you'll, you'll hurt or the amount of soreness the next day will put you off. Mm-hmm. So don't aim too high too soon. Yeah, Start as low as you can, mm-hmm. very basic goals. Okay, even just if it's just a few minutes every day, and you build up on that. It takes time. As we mentioned before, you are not overweight. You are not overweight overnight. Okay, you become overweight. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you've got to reverse this process nice and slowly. Plateau is going to be a normal thing. Yeah. Hey, you're gonna have a, I mean, uh, weight loss is never a straight line. So at some point, your body's just gonna plateau, it's gonna hold on to what it has, it's gonna think to itself, oh, what's going on over here, oh, so, okay. So she's still taking in more nutrition, but at the same time, she's not using it. So it's gonna go, it's gonna play around a bit, but the consistency, the hard work, the dedication, mm-hmm. and the continuous strife to eat healthier, mm-hmm. to become more active, to participate in events that before you couldn't participate. Yeah. So even just simply going abroad, mm-hmm. I mean, going to certain places that require you, I mean, that you always wanted to go, but you cannot. And we're, we're forgetting two of the most important things, which is depression and anxiety, because any condition, any condition can be both depressing yeah. and can cause anxiety, because mm. it hinders you from doing certain things that you'd really want to do. Mm-hmm. So even just simply getting out of the house, but you cannot do it because you know you are overweight. And you're so paranoid that as soon as you set foot outside the house, everyone's going to be looking at you. Everyone's going to be judging you. So that yeah. puts you in a state of anxiety, yeah, right? Sure. And the anxiety continuously, daily, can mm-hmm. lead you to another set of problems. Yeah. So it can lead you to high blood pressure. So now you run a you run a new <laughs> it's just like a toxic yeah. on, another, on another medication, right? Yeah. And that now because you're you're furious because you know you're suffering from hypertension, you cannot do certain other things. So now you're double, double, double furious and it becomes everything. And you start eating more and start eating more until until you start developing diabetes, Mm -hmm. right? So it's a combination of many things. That's why it's very important that when working psychologically with clients who suffer from, from any type of condition, it's very important that the goal is to try and reduce medication. So don't set huge parameters, set small goals, try to be progressive. Okay Right Uh, So we like using the term Smart goals Okay Specific Measurable uh, Mm -hmm. Achievable Realistic Time bound And make them so small That they are so good to So so easy to achieve That they they make you Wanting to do more Yeah
0: Wow It it just seems like Such a It seems obvious But when you When you talk about it like that It's You're kind of Constantly on a Downward spiral And it's quite easy To get there really Yeah Is there Um Obviously, there's a number of different diets that have been around for a while, some newer ones, um, which, you know, I've, I've personally, um, you know, to so the keto diet, for example, I, uh, uh, the, the way I've gone about learning is just testing it on myself and just seeing how my body responds to it. And, and um, much like uh, Stephen was saying earlier um, about the carnivore diet what is your view because a lot of the these types of diets are called fad diets um as, as a as a um a master <laughs> trainer you know do you ever subscribe to any of these types of diets or recommend them or is
2: it totally something that that people should avoid winter when, when it comes to diets i like to say um there's no good diet or bad diet mm-hmm. there's always i mean Diets cross over One another mm-hmm. So it, it's going always going to Be a combination of uh, More veg More more meats Less meats Whatever it is Right uh, But It always depends On the person mm-hmm. Okay So there's the blood type There's the ketogenic There's the paleo There's the Atkins There's the, So many diets <laughs> And there's intermittent yeah. I mean People it, People find it very difficult To be, be put on A diet Because at some point we you know they're going to come Off a diet I see yeah Right So Every diet is going to be good. The most important is to take the essential out of it. Mm -hmm. What have you experienced when you ate more veg, more fruit? Mm -hmm. When you drank more water? Mm -hmm. What have you experienced when you ate less meat? And you turned on, and you turned on one, one to vegetables. Yeah. And what are you lacking now? <laughs> are you lacking certain vitamins, certain minerals? Are you lacking the zinc, mm. the magnesium, that you're not getting from, from the meat products, for example? Mm. Or mm. have you, or if, for example, you are an athlete and you want to progress further, are you getting enough nutrients from your from your vegetables, from your other sources that are going to make you uh, progress and achieve better within your sports? So whichever it is, and this has always has to be done under on, on, on a mm. dietitian. A dietitian or or a qualified nutritionist. So a person who's like to um, improve a certain quality or achieve a better uh, lifestyle um, after seeking a dietitian, they 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 put on. And I believe it's always it's it's also the same the same aspect that dietitians believe that um, you can't eliminate everything completely at some point in time you're going to want to go back unless for example it's 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 meat for example i know a lot of people who decided to eliminate meat from their from Mm -hmm. their system which is okay the most important is that what you're not getting into the meat you can get from different sources and there are but then you've got to match the portion sizes etc etc right but so long as it doesn't hinder you to um to achieve your goal if you are if you're for example if you're a bodybuilder or you're an athlete that you want to Drop down your body fat So you start eliminating Certain things that Might cause an irritation Or an allergy Or make you look A bit more puffy And you see that You're still managing To get the nutrition That you need Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone has a different Case study 100% Right I would take myself I say listen I know for example If I had to say My body responds Very well to carbohydrates Mm, Same so as soon as I, I I eat more carbohydrates, my body sort of looks much bigger, much mm-hmm. better, much stronger. Mm-hmm. I feel I can yep. do so much more on carbohydrates. As soon as I eliminate the carbohydrates, my body just sort of reduces its mass. Really? I become more more lean. But lean. I, I, I need, I feel I need my carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. But then I speak to many clients They say, listen, after I consume uh, carbohydrates, certain pasta, bread, whatever, I feel a huge... Fatigue, tired, yeah. brain fog, I feel continuously uh, lethargic I mean something is wrong, mm, yeah. so yes, okay, then let's get tested Or try the elimination diet, this is the cheapest, mm-hmm. right? See how you go What What diet is that? The elimination Okay, what's that? So it's like eliminating, for example, if you say, for example It's always good that you write down what you're eating And what effects you felt after, right? Okay. So for example, if you did eat, for example, bread and after a few hours later, you've had bloated, tired, uh, puffy, whatever it is, write down the effects. Mm-hmm. Next time you try to eliminate it, somehow you go out without it. Yeah, nice. And you try to replace it with something else. Mm. Are you feeling better? And yes, listen, I'm not feeling that bloated. For example, we do see a lot of people that end up after consuming pasta or bread, they do swell up from, from the mm-hmm. abdominal region. Mm-hmm. Could be many things, could be they are celiac, could be they are gluten intolerant, mm-hmm. could be there are many things. Is
0: that also a case of um, leaky gut? Um, because and and how how often are you seeing um clients coming with
2: with with leaky gut syndrome um it's it's very it's very difficult it's very difficult to say and when when this happens i I always try to refer them out to a to a to a dietitian or someone who can who can uh do the The food intolerance test, so that. But the easiest is always trying to. First of all, the most important is that building a good immune system within the guts. Mm, So anything has to be making sure that you have your probiotics. Mm -hmm. I believe that probiotics play a huge, huge role, and uh, certain foods can cause can cause damage towards the guts. Mm. So if it's whether it's oils, uh, pastries, whether it's it's uh, even if you are allergic, say for example, if you are gluten intolerant or celiac. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you are celiac, for example, it literally. Uh, eliminates it, it, it. It's sort of like an autoimmune disease. Yeah, really. It wow, damages. So okay. It damages the, the the lining of the intestine. Oh, really. So it, it actually prevents you from from intaking certain nutrients that are needed. For example, for uh, calcium for for bones. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, so yeah, how yeah. important is that that you actually. Re- uh, Speak to a profession That actually does the test For you To yeah. see if you are celiac To eventually say Listen I am celiac And I need to stay Without for example The gluten mm-hmm. Or if you are Yeast intolerant mm. Right this can. I mean These are many many conditions That we're seeing That the further The, the more time is, is going mm-hmm. People are becoming Sort of becoming More uh, sensitive Hypersensitive yeah. To these, these things Could be the additives Could be the preservatives Could mm-hmm. be the coloring mm-hmm. Could be so many things That just can cause An allergic reaction Inside the body yep. Or irritation That only professionals then can guide them as to what they can do in order to improve their system. Mm. Because we need to have a healthy gut, because we need the uptake of nutrients. That's where they, it comes from, right? Into one, the blood one those, system.
0: Um, one of those things as well that I've been, and again, I, I haven't done um, extensive studies on this at all. Uh, again, it's just something I've been doing on myself, is separating your, my carbs and proteins um, in, in, in meals. So so what I mean by that is obviously the, the um, the modern diet is you have your, your, your meat and two veg, uh, which one of those may be potatoes or rice or pasta uh, with a protein. Now, the problem is with that is that the, the starches are typically uh, a lot easier to digest. Now, when you mix them with proteins, everything is digested because it just thinks it's all starch. And then it goes, into your, goes on the journey in your, uh, your digestive tract. And because the protein hasn't had enough time to be digested or, or break down, it's just rotting. It just rots in your and this is why there's more flatulence where people fart and everything else after like having a roast dinner uh, because the the meat and the potatoes obviously the potatoes is fine it goes straight through could be digested pretty quickly but the meat should be in it should remain in your stomach and 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 break down before it starts that journey and i think that's where something i've definitely noticed where i've now not always but you know nine times out of ten i'm totally separating these so i won't have potatoes with my meat or won't I I rarely have pasta now. Or if I have rice, I just have rice. Mm -hmm. Um, Like with the curry, for example, I wouldn't have uh, the curry with rice. I just have it without. Um, And I've just noticed that I don't have any bloating. I never get any bloating anymore. Um, Or gas. Gas or or, or anything, yeah. it's, it's, It's a lot better. And I think that's just something...
2: Um, that that is, I think, having a big impact because uh, it's combination. In fact, when we're speaking to, for example, clients who uh, suffer from from diabetes, they're normally put on the glycemic index diets, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, take sugar, for example, it would have the highest glycemic index of hundreds, yep. mm-hmm. so it's put into the system much faster, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but when for example, they're um, asked to put for example protein and 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 something that is related to carbohydrates, mm-hmm. it tends to lower it tends to lower the glycemic index mm-hmm. RRC, okay. so the process okay. the uptake of the of the food into the system into the blood is going to be much slower ah, so okay. it is better for a for 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 a, for a, a diabetic person mm-hmm. to combine both proteins and carbs yep. so it's slow it lowers down the glycemic index mm. of the food so it is uh Put into the system, put into the blood at a slower rate. Right, yeah, they're not yeah, putting yeah. it all at once. Okay. So, for example, if you had to take, as you just said, Jamie, that for example, if you had to put in your rice, right? Rice is going to have a higher glycemic index than protein is, mm-hmm. and we know that protein uh, is broken down much slower, yeah. And it, it it burns more. It uh, it it generates more heat when when it, when it's broken down. Protein as well. I see, I didn't know that. So, um, when the if you, in your case, uh. It works, it works fine mm. But for someone With, with diabetes We wouldn't rec- I mean I wouldn't Recommend that uh, They they do this system So if they want mm. Unless they're gonna Be working out So for example If you're gonna be doing Just before I work And mm. decide to take For example the rice As you would do oh, yeah. It will end up Working fine Because in a matter of Maybe two hours The person is going to train And they're going to be using so it So that spike yes, yeah, so you're using that, that's, that sugar spike Right Exactly yeah. But yeah. if a person is going to be using Is not going to be working out Ideally you actually put in the protein So the food is is sort of Put into the system Over a longer period of time So mm. say it's, Instead of being in, in two hours It's in between four to six hours Until the next meal mm. Right And that is why for example If we're, we had to go back to speaking about uh, Kids again and, and when you're giving them sort of uh, food that uh, has a higher amount of sugars inside them, it ends up giving you that spike. That glycemic index is so high, and after maybe maybe a, a couple, uh, half an hour, they get hungry again, mm-hmm. right? So so the sugars not the sugars are not used because they're sitting down and they're gonna get hungry again. And the next thing that that you're gonna go for is something that's gonna give you that that rush. Ice cream. Yeah, so Rush another spike, again. another crazy stuff. kid on the on the very in the mall, and it becomes <laughs> it becomes a whole a whole uh, cycle. cycle yeah. sure. right? yeah. and that's what causes then the start of the weight gain. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then what causes the start of the of diabetes. diabetes? Yeah, exactly. Right, so this is why you have to start. So, okay, what works fine for me, mm-hmm. and if I want to decide to take, for example, the rice alone, why would I take a rice alone? Um, oh, because I'm going to work out. Okay, so it does make sense. Yeah, but on the day when I'm going to work out. Would I need to just take? But if I but listen, I'm saying as you said, I'm saying that I'm I'm not being as bloated as before. I'm saying myself much better, much more interesting. Yes, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You should be fine with that, right? Yeah. And it's always good to experiment mm-hmm. with different recipes, different methods of sure. cooking. You know, sometimes you grill, sometimes you put in the oven. I mean, mm-hmm. boiling. Yeah. So you know, boiled chicken yeah my favorite even as i get <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite no. <laughs>
1: even as i get older i'll notice probably that i'll need a more high fat diet versus carbohydrates but right now carbohydrates and me are great together really yeah like obviously clean carbs yeah you know, oats sweet potatoes okay. brown okay. rice yeah. yeah whereas i think you're more high fat yeah adapted. i like, love
0: my fat yeah i try to go down the, so I'm not uh so this was probably eighteen months ago, I did a solid three month keto diet and no alcohol for half of that as well. And then when I when I introduced alcohol, I was just on uh, I think it's called the skinny bitch. Uh, (laughs) soda, soda water and vodka and, and some limes. So it's like it's like there's no no calories in it. And um I saw a drastic like a drastic drop in not my well, I guess my weight, but my Physique just became really defined Because um, ultimately it was the water It was the the water retention Mm -hmm. Just melted, melted away Um, And I was like, wow, okay, that's not bad But I've just um, And I had this conversation with someone in the coffee shop Actually this week um, That she's doing the keto diet Mm -hmm. And I was like, I just don't know How good it is for I mean, in the long term How how good it's for the blood Or good for for your actual system Mm -hmm. But she was saying that She's been doing it for like six months now, and uh, she's been taking blood tests. She said her cholesterol levels are even lower than they were before. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah,
2: I, again, I, th- I think... Uh, the body would always take a shock first. Yeah, they yeah. would always, I mean, when you start a new diet, whenever a person starts a new diet, I mean, that is when they're gonna see a huge drastic change in their body weight and their, their physique. Mm. It's when they when the going and get stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that you've got to say, okay, so can I live this, am I okay with this? And remember that culture. We're always brought. I mean, we're brought up that whenever every time we meet, we meet around food, <laughs> especially the Maltese. The Maltese are always based. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if we're gonna Maltese, meet, Teaser. you know, we're gonna base around. The, it's <laughs> gonna be in a restaurant. Yeah. We're gonna order a the coffee. A coffee has to has to order something else. So it's it's culture. It affects us as well. True. Mm. Right. So even if just simply, we're invited over to certain to. to people whether it's christmas or easter or weekends, normally people take whether it's sweets or soft drinks or so this is culture there's yeah. a, we also have these culture problems that we have to well, start to
0: remove and i think you're right there because it was well, maybe two years ago that uh, malta was the sadly the, the fastest nation in europe wasn't it um uh and i think that needs to be kind of highlighted because if you look at some of the the nutrition it's tasty as hell but you know it's definitely not healthy for you got, like the pastizzi um which for those that are not maltese is basically like a how would you it's, it's like a turn uh, I pastry I would, kind of pastry
2: like. yeah pastry with peas mm-hmm. the most important uh, that you understand that it's not wrong because you take it once in a while this is yeah. me- people just have this this misconception because ah so i can never take it again and no, like, this uh, is not about never yeah. this is something that if you had to do it continuously mm-hmm. so for example take me for example if i had to take for example uh, a McDonald's or 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 or, or, a, or a meal or whatever it is, mm. it's not gonna affect me to the point that it's gonna damage me. So no. that once in a while, yeah. it's yeah. not gonna do it's not gonna do anything. But. The fact that you're doing it continuously, daily, uh, repetitively, that's when you start um, taking excess calories and starting putting on weight, mm-hmm. or you have less vitamins, yeah. less minerals in your food. So you start developing certain diseases that are, that are not working with you, that you, uh, you yeah. have a lower immune system because mm-hmm. you, you don't have the, the, the system, the, the right stuff to build up the immune system. Yeah. Yeah. right? So it, it's something that is continuously. And we have to be ready to understand that we are always going to be up. With something so if whether it's a, a wedding whether it's a, an event a social gathering i mean are you willing to, to 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 eliminate all those things out of out of your out of your lifestyle yeah, yeah. i mean if you're okay with it if i mean go ahead with mm. it but then you've got to say that, listen it's not something that uh if i go and i decided so whether it was a wedding and I end up uh, taking something it's not going to be ruin ruin my whole process mm-hmm. it shouldn't be the pro- point where I have a huge relapse, and I want to start from the beginning again because I'm feeling so bad. Because mm-hmm. this is what people do; yeah. they end up feeling so bad for themselves, so pressured, so pitied that it's like I ruined everything. Now, now it's not worth keeping keeping what I what I all that I worked for. It's, so I'm just going to go, gorgeous. you know, like like, like smoking, yeah. like smoking. When yeah. a person like not so because we don't. I mean, I believe that a person shouldn't stop smoking cigarettes overnight. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a process. Remember mm-hmm. that a, a cigarette is something that a person looks forward because it's kind of a pleasurable thing for them mm-hmm. so if you just take away that that pleasurable thing in fact we see that a lot of people who end up cutting cigarettes out overnight end up gaining weight because mm-hmm. their body goes haywire yeah. right it was a hormone uh, it was a hormone release mm-hmm. for them yeah. it was it, it usually le- release the endorphins mm-hmm. when you they, used to, they used to just relax you yeah. know mm-hmm. and what happens that exactly after after they just stop the cigarettes they end up becoming more anxious they mm-hmm. become a bit more nervous end up ending up eating more food because then they, they just want to satisfy their, their, their hormones with just food and they start increasing the weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at some point they give in again mm-hmm. and so for example they, they, they take one, they end up going back to either what they were before or worse, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's very important that everything is a process mm-hmm. and you have to learn and every individual is different. Mm-hmm. Every individual mm-hmm. is different. One man's meat is another man's poison, yeah. mm-hmm. okay? So whatever works for one person might not work for another. So every person should be catered for uh, psychologically, for for their particular goal or whatever they'd like to achieve, mm-hmm. right? So um, coming back on to, and, and it can apply for everything. So mm-hmm. if it if it's even just the 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 obese, I mean obesity, when we're when we talking about food, um, it's okay that every now and then you can go into again taking some that you really missed. The most important is that. You acknowledge it, you accept it, you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Once it's done, it's over, you're back onto your face. Mm. Yep. Right? And this is what you try to, to, to instill into a, a person's client. Then you have people uh, who literally go into extremities, who mm-hmm. so say, for example, listen, I choose I choose that I do not want to participate in that event, or I choose that I don't want to go, or everyone has their own ways of, of how they, they can avoid it. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I have, I mean, I have plenty of friends who drink alcohol, mm-hmm. but I believe in myself that when I, when I meet them, I can still have a great time yeah. without without involving any alcohol in my, in my mm-hmm. system but yeah. and i'm just having the exact fun time yeah. with them right but <laughs> it's, i would it's not funny
0: when when you don't drink and you watch everyone else drink around you because you just you just like oh my god these guys are idiots i've done it before with my friends and just seeing <laughs> them trying to debate i was like you're both saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, funny. It's so, funny yeah, watching it's them.
2: Fun, yeah. I'm like, I can continue with them, but I can still uh, choose to choose to eliminate it from my system, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. And now, so long as they're fine with it, I mean, if I, if I see that my friends have a problem with me not drinking, which I do not, mm. I mean, then I should change my friends, yeah right? So, yeah, yeah. It's true. and they're happy. We're happy. We're having a good time. So, so, but if a person, for example, feels that going back onto an obese client, if they're so weak and they cannot control. Their urge To take with the food Mm -hmm. So then They should not Approach a buffet A buffet A buffet (laughs) Or they should not For example Attend an event Where their chances are That if they are still weak Psychologically Mm. That that has a higher chance Of relapse So listen I prefer not Going For now When I feel stronger When I feel better About Mm -hmm. my weight When I feel I can I can uh, sort of Build up that more Self confidence Self esteem To say no Or or control at least Mm -hmm. And then I start going That is the fun part The fun part of Of The psychological aspect of this Mm -hmm. that's why fitness is a beautiful thing because you go so personal into 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 people's lives and try to understand the way they think and you try to match and try to create this is where creativity and innovation comes in trying to create a system where where you want to have the individual based on what they're saying not on what you've learned Mm -hmm. okay so our job is not just textbook textbook gives us a very a very basic foundation yeah. mm-hmm. tools mm. but then it's how we apply it is very personal. that's where experience is important in the job because some things then work I mean you can apply what you've learned to the people but then it, all, it might not it's completely not work mm-hmm. and then you got to eliminate everything and then start over yeah. and then you got to be mindful in what you said what you did what mm. uh, what worked what didn't work so it is a continuous thing that and that is why uh, it is very important that personal trainers out there have to keep on working on their CPD, okay? So they continue learning. CPD, CPD is continue professional development. Oh, I see. Okay. So they have to continuously, uh, every year at least, attend a course, attend seminars, conferences, symposiums, whatever it is that is going to keep them within their game, mm-hmm. and always being updated with knowledge. So you know, research papers and and books and whatever it is, yeah. um, applying research and mm-hmm. evidence together, right? Yeah. Practice and and evidence go together. So so, okay, nice. yeah
1: couldn't agree with you more yeah it's interesting and what what are some common myths that you come
2: across common myths that come across okay so uh lately uh i remember uh client asked me how how fast how fast will it take me to see the results i mean results uh, of 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 losing weight uh basically i can i this is something i never did in my job i never guaranteed results because Mm -hmm. the results are not based on i mean It's based on good advice and good knowledge, but it's not 100%. I mean, clients spend a minimum amount of time with us. As soon as they leave the door, (laughs) it's completely on their own. Mm -hmm. They're completely on their own. So what they do behind the door, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, Mm -hmm. is gonna affect what what, what, what they're gonna do. We are there to provide them with the tools, skills that they need to overcome, Mm -hmm. to reach Mm their goals. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, they have to walk their walk. So I can never say, a client tells me, how long does it take me to see the results? And i tell them okay how long is it going to take you to see the results so you're going to tell me well, well, this is to <laughs> nice take you. flip it back on that right you're <laughs> yeah, going to tell nice. me so yeah. the amount of dedication that you actually put into this work is the amount of results you're going to get out of it true okay so if you train every day if you do apply your your commitment every single day the chances are that you're going to see results fast mm-hmm. probably from next week mm-hmm. or in a couple of hours or a couple of days you're going to see a huge change mm-hmm. but this is, all depends on you i mean i cannot give you the answer mm. i mean you are you so it's a very, it's a very, it's a very question that we get. But then I'm thinking, listen, no, you're gonna tell me how long you're gonna take these results, or am I gonna reach that level? Are you gonna reach that level? And this is what we work for: you putting out the money, you putting out the energy, or are we gonna come to the point where you're gonna press a restart button when this is all over? Mm-hmm. I mean. I might not be your first personal trainer. I might not be your 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 next gym membership. So what's going to happen when you fail? You're going to press the reset button. You're going to find a different trainer. You're going to find a different gym just to start over, mm-hmm. without analyzing what you failed in. Yeah. Okay. Right. So analyze where you went wrong. What happened? Mm-hmm. That is where you have got to be mindful. A lot of people start believing Monday. Sorry. Now I start on Monday. But why <laughs> is it Monday? Why is it? A, because psychologically it feels better. Right. Okay. But why not start from today? Yeah. The actions that you do today. Cause then we know, and that is easily can easily tell us, okay, so a client needs a goal to get started. Yeah. So we know that Monday is going to be okay. Cause I know that Monday is going to be my friend. Okay, no problem, but start and be mindful as in what you are doing and how you are doing it. Yeah. So that when you come to the point where you're going to give up, you have to, you have to understand your process. Mm. It's very, it's very, it's a very good thing. Um, another, lot, another self analyzing needs to happen. A lot, yeah. a lot. I mean, this is the, the best part of our job. Another another myth. Um, when it comes to muscle building, we get a lot of of, of people uh, asking us how big they can get, how um how long does it take to put on muscle? Again, it all builds down to around the equation. So if you do put in everything, so whether it's sleep, whether it's the it's the um, um, the nutrition, the lifestyle, the exercise, it's all a combination of trying to make everything at its hundred percent. So mm-hmm. if you're eating right, if you're, if you're sleeping well, if you're recovering, if your program is periodized, if it's planned the way it's supposed to be, so you're not overtraining, you're not overdoing it, your body should be growing at its own pace, mm. right? So don't force results, mm-hmm. enjoy the process. Yeah, is,
0: is overtraining, is that a common thing? A very
2: common thing. Really? Okay. Unfortunately, it's, it's something that uh, people wouldn't realize until mm. it happens, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So, and it comes from, from a lot of um, planning, right? proper planning so so a person who is not guided well but is continuously using the joints over and over again uh till the point where they can't their body can't even recover there's not enough not enough time to recover mm-hmm. so it does damage to joints ligaments tendons and uh, lack of sleep become. Yeah.
0: is that then <clears throat> so to do you have to insert like rest
2: days or just be aware i mean how, how do you prevent O- over training and how do you make people aware of it? The most important is that the training is planned to the point where if you have, for example, high intensity sessions, mm-hmm. followed by there should be a day of recovery, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so it. there okay. should be a days where you say, listen, if I'm lifting on more power uh, events, next day should be followed by a lighter a lighter exercise okay. or more rest. So you can you, you can uh, exercise in, in
0: in across numerous days uh, uh, following each other, but you just need to ensure that you're
2: I mean, it's common sense. Working different muscle groups mm-hmm. or just different intensities, or? you can. And the problem is overtraining is doing too much too soon mm-hmm. and not allowing the t- the time of recovery. Mm-hmm. So when and and overtraining can just be uh, simple not even not even giving getting enough nutrients mm-hmm. to give your body what it needs to 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 recover, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you are just forcing it. So you're just training and training and training, right? So for example, even in in um, Sometimes we see a lot of, a lot of overtraining in, in young girls, for example, young um, gymnasts or, or who are doing so much sports mm-hmm. um, that requires so much out of their body, mm-hmm. right? And there is a continuous impact on the joints, impact on the joints, and they're not giving them enough time to recover from session to session, for example, or, and that can lead to, for example, stress fractures, yep. right? Satisfactory is that because is because it's not giving enough time to, to, to get the joints back to where they're supposed to, yeah. or when they're supposed to be growing, there's not there's not being enough time to allow them to grow. So it's really important that we you have get to understand
0: stress, fractures in the back, things like that. Or yes, yeah. I, in
2: fact, I the the. My 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 problem is that I always had overtraining symptoms. Mm-hmm. If, for example, if I had, I remember when I used to play handball, we we had uh, we had done a, such such a good summer of training and training that exactly before the season started, the season side, I had a stress fracture in my femur. Wow! It was uh, just before the season started. I mean, you train so much, you train so much, and then as soon as just before yeah. the game, how sad is that? Yeah. <laughs> but it happens. Yeah. It yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. That's why everything needs to be periodized, uh, controlled and it's a combination of many things you have to push yourself to your level but then you've got to give followed by rest days followed Mm -hmm. by by a good time to recover Um, and and you see it you see it um, there's also the 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 female triad we call it which is a combination of many things but uh, malnutrition for example uh, overtraining and that could lead to uh, a woman not seeing her periods then could lead them to 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 more fractures, mm. right? So the combination of, of of this is is something that, that builds up, yeah. right? So so and it can it can lead to depression, overtraining can lead to depression, uh, mm-hmm. lack uh, lack of sleep, yeah. so we become we become for so, uh, there are symptoms of insomnia as well, mm-hmm. and and it all just builds up. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a condition like anything else, yeah. and it just and, and you might even develop the 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 fact that you don't even want to approach your sport again. If they, if you become so you become so, uh, how do you say? Like you you start pushing your sport so much away because you 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 became so stressed inside mm-hmm. that yeah. you start moving away from, it. <clears> from it. it, right?
0: Yeah. I, I guess it would, uh, would it be more common in in those that have an, an addictive personality? Are they the types that would typically overtrain? <laughs> Good question. Uh,
1: Maybe dopamine rushes. I feel like there's a lot <laughs> of elements, where
2: people who just want that runner's high they call it Uh uh-huh i mean success beats success right so Mm -hmm. so in a sense but when you see that you're improving you just want more and you just want more just want more it's when you don't know when to stop Mm -hmm. or when to control it rather Mm -hmm. than stop Mm -hmm. that it becomes it becomes dangerous Mm -hmm. so it's, uh-huh, it is it is. that something that, listen, we know that exercise gives us that feel good factor. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to that point when exercise is not giving us that feel good factor, we're just doing it for the sake of doing it because we know that we have to do it. Or as this, this, this I'm gonna lose my touch, I'm gonna lose my muscle, I'm gonna lose my, my, my thing. So what, I, what happens, I'm gonna push myself more. At some point, I'm gonna have to do my training because I, just, I, just, I don't feel like doing it, but I have to do it for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. I lose my focus and what are the chances i either get injured right through improper form yeah. or i push that weight I'm, I'm not supposed to or my muscles hadn't recovered mm-hmm. or or my joints are, are still stiff so so they're not working the way they're supposed to mm-hmm. and then i end up injuring myself mm-hmm. and this is something that i have passed through a lot yeah. Yeah, yeah, i okay. passed through that i say all right I'm, I'm not warmed up well or 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 i mean these are mistakes that i've learned in the past yeah. mm-hmm. and all my and i would say around 85 percent of my injuries were mostly based on overtraining really wow okay. i'm guilty as well really okay. sure. overtraining Lifting
1: too much weight training six days a week push myself more and more but yeah it's going back to structure you really need to take a step back reanalyze saying will i take an active rest day today will i just rest listen to your body hmm. and then you kind of find the right cycle again i can do this repeatedly do the same types of
2: programs but sometimes i fall into the trap so you always need to reanalyze Oh, that's and priorities I mean we have to work With priorities It's not always working With the strengths Working with the weaknesses What is my lifestyle lacking like now mm-hmm. If it's lacking sleep Okay let's find ways Of how we're going To increase the sleep mm-hmm. okay, Because if you are Training all out If you are lifting The heaviest weights mm-hmm. And you are still the, uh, Eating well But you're not Getting enough sleep I mean sleep Is very important For muscle recovery mm-hmm. And if you're not Getting enough of that It's going to be a combination You start getting tired mm-hmm. You start lacking the energy To lift to lift heavier To push more mm-hmm. Etc And then it all starts Mm -hmm. coming up right
0: sleep all comes back to sleep at the end of the day that's something even I'm becoming more aware of and um,
1: do you use any sleep trackers out of curiosity
2: myself not really yeah I know I sleep I sleep maximum of five hours Mm -hmm. Uh, but I always try to get in bed five hours five really? hours Really? quite
0: short no, so. wow that's super short
2: yeah uh maybe well, you have that genetic where you can but with five hours i can work well yeah. the most important is that i I'm, I'm asleep before midnight okay there's <laughs> a, also uh, there's this trend i've heard smith an hour before midnight is worth two hours after midnight mm. and really? i know and that really affects me if i sleep just psychologically i sleep just a minute after after midnight yeah. i know that the next day i'm just gonna feel really tired throughout the day mm. and i feel it so if i'm in bed before midnight and I wake up every day at five because yeah. i'm opening up the gym at six mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right uh i feel that like i have a good i have a good sleep to get me through the day i might have a bit of energy uh drops in the midday so i i'll do well if i had a siesta time mm-hmm. but um you know multi-siesta I, I, i'd love it <laughs> but i used to do it before nowadays i don't so mm-hmm. i feel it and then I, I know that at the end of the week friday night is the is the toughest one it's like i'm, I'm so tired on a friday mm-hmm. it's like it's like all of it has packed on. And then I try to increase my, my rest time in the weekend. So then I try to bring it up to seven, eight hours, but ah, not more okay. than eight. Okay, After yeah. eight, I feel like I'm just yeah, yeah, good. wasting time. Yeah. 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 When well, so
0: you, you go into your, uh, I, I think again, I think this is quite, uh, this isn't as individual, but you know, you've got your REM sleep. So mm-hmm. it's every. Cycles. Yeah, every hour and a half, hour and a half, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You drop down. So I think I, I've noticed that if I then sleep for. Uh, what, seven and a half hours? Mm-hmm. Then I'm, I'm, that's perfect actually. I am wake up, I'm like, okay, I've come I've come back mm-hmm. out of my REM and now I'm ready to, but if I sleep at half an hour more, then I'm like, oh God, I do not want to wake up. So it's mm. really, uh, it's good to I'm be I'm pretty similar me. that way. Yeah, it's so it's very similar. 5 hours sleep, man. I mean, <sighs> 5 is and it hits tough. me. Yeah, that I fun.
2: wish I can do no more. And I know it's part of I mean mm-hmm. even it affects my training, it affects my my my, my it affects my memory. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. when I I mean ever since we've been out with the COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. I mean I'm, I see my memory has improved much, much more
3: yeah.
2: in just four or six weeks. Yeah. And I feel it. And I feel more energetic. I feel more alert. Well, we're, we're talking about this off-air, right? Where you you need
0: enough sleep to allow your short-term memory to form into long-term memory. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so and it's...
2: I do feel it. I, I mean, I feel much better. The only different problem is that I know that I, um, I close the gym at around 9, 9.30, right? I'm back home by 10, so I'm eating late. Give that uh, chance for the food to 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 digest because I yeah. don't like going to bed on on a full full, full stomach, and that's around eleven thirty, you know. Yeah. And then you're reading a bit before just before you sleep, yeah. and then you're sleeping at quarter to midnight. I mean, and then it's midnight, and then you're in bed five hours later. You're up for work again in the same routine. Damn. So and then you take the rest in the weekends. That makes kind of sense. And then yeah. I try to get my rest in the weekends. Yeah, Doesn't well. make up for it too much, but it does. Yeah does do have, have a heavy heavy and to
0: so the gym so platinum gym is uh, is your gym uh,
2: how long have you had it and and it's uh, been open since 2012 the, mm-hmm. the year i graduated in the in the p mm-hmm. um it's had a change as well we we've we've upgraded two years ago um we opened up the gym as well now this year we just uh, just before the COVID we just updated the the studio as well so we're, we're turning it more into a functional training room. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, now we're we're working on we're working on the new the new sort of tagline that prevent, improve, and and perform. I, I must so say you've got some incredible taglines. I've heard at least three today, and I want that I want you to I want, I want to go and write them somewhere. <laughs> and and that's basically. It. So we're, we work with many different types of clients. We've been working with, like I said before, I've I've got the chance to work with uh, with clients with Down syndrome. Uh, patients who had who had uh, spina bivita, uh mm-hmm. cerebral palsy at a very young age um, then I also had I also got a chance to work with athletes who are training for the Olympics mm-hmm. um, clients with many many different types of conditions coming from a psychiatrist so my job uh, since dad's a doctor I also have a good uh, network with 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 other surgeons doctors psychologists so and that's where I'm hoping to take uh, Platinum. So, we're trying to create the system where we can speak the same language with 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 physiotherapists, with doctors, with surgeons. So uh, we can try to implement the the use of a person trainer within the medical health profession. Mm. So I really want to push the 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 level of person training, the level of 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 chain because we are we are the missing link between the professionals. So for example, if a client does go, does an operation, uh, has an injury, and they've, they've been doing, uh, they've done the operation, then they've done the physio, we are the people who should step in just to make sure that they are uh, continue, they're, they're continuing their, 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 yeah, their rehabilitation, mm-hmm. uh, that they're doing their exercise, that they're, they're supposed to, getting back into the sport that they were at, and not only that, also improving their performance in the sport. So it's a, you can say it as a prehabilitation, so mm. preventing them from getting injured through different mm. systems, different tests and assessments. Yeah. Okay, and then we're improving them, so we get them to improve in their their state or so wherever they are. So if the hardest thing that we find is when a client, for example, has been squatting wrongly for a number of years right and then you have to break down the technique completely and then build them up again on, on the right technique because yeah. it's been so embedded into the nervous system comes so natural mm. that you have to literally break the system down again and I'm then guilty. get out those hours <laughs> again <laughs> really? right so and this is a very common very common thing it's very common I, i've very only
0: common. just learned how to properly do a squat thanks to denise on the other <laughs> episode i was never going low enough I was just going oh, this is easy and it's like okay i'm
2: not doing it properly and then when so you start that, realizing how many things there are that you should be watching out for yeah. the form the technique the posture the breathing yeah. mm-hmm. tempo so many things that you've got to watch out for yeah. uh that then you start to realize, oh all right so now let's start building it up again from the beginning mm. and it becomes so difficult because it's been so something so into their into it hurts, their it hurts. Pro- proper squats hurt exactly because oh <laughs> you hate been, them <laughs> and and we'll see that so many people have been not using their muscles for such a long period of time you know, for example, they forgot how to use, for example, their back, how mm-hmm. to squeeze. Because there's so much always on the computer, tablets, mobiles, mm. and rounding their shoulders, so they're tightening their chest, yep. their arms, mm-hmm. that they actually forgot how to squeeze their shoulder blades together. Mm-hmm. And and people, and, and we see it, like, okay, squeeze your shoulder blades together. Like, oh, not, right. not elevate them, squeeze mm-hmm. them. Like, like squeeze the shoulder. And mm-hmm. they're like, but I can't do it. Of course you can't do it. Because you you missed out so much over the years. Mm-hmm. It does come back quickly. But mm-hmm. the funny thing is that, They've missed out so much over the years. Yeah. They've been so much pain around the chest, mm. neck, headaches, tension headaches, spasms, everything. That, that is why before they actually go and doing the exercise, mm. they've got to make sure that there's a screening going on, that they can do certain exercises. Because have, imagine having someone doing, for example, a pull up, mm-hmm. yet not knowing how to squeeze the, 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 the scapulas, the shoulder blades together. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's gonna, what's gonna work instead? Yep. You know, and you're risking uh, higher injury. I see, wow. You need to create that mind to muscle. Exactly, yeah, and that, I mean. is, that is the hardest part, getting mm-hmm. them refir- refiring their joints again. Mm-hmm. For example, a lot of people have very tight hip flexors, mm-hmm. so people who sit at their desks all day can't just all of a sudden go and do a 10-kilometer run guilty again (laughs) (laughs) right so this is something very common yeah you can't go okay we know we know there are certain apps and certain and certain online things that make you all right. so let's start getting you into into running and on all this all this other type of of media but it's very like we said before when you're analyzing people and you're saying listen their hip flexors are so short Mm -hmm. that the moment they're gonna try sprinting or running or doing an exercise is gonna require their uh, muscles to work to elongate, mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna fire up an injury, or they're gonna end up com- compensating throughout the exercise. That eventually, in the long term, it will lead them to an injury. Yeah, yeah okay, For sure. Right? So that is why it's really important that before any type of particular participating in a, an a exercise, mm-hmm. there should be at least some form, mm. at least some form of, of of an assessment. Yeah, and the easiest way they can do it most of the time is through is through their doctor. Yeah, So their GP, which which they go very very uh screening positions so its blood pressure heart rate mm-hmm. uh maybe certain conditions through what symptoms they reveal mm-hmm. refer note is written down handed over to the personal trainer and personal trainer master trainer has to adapt according to what the medical health profession mm-hmm. has said and that is why we are trying to form this part of this yeah. alliance yeah. within with this, within this link yeah and this is where my goal is i just want to try and push the person chain the, sta- the, le- the status level a up a notch. notch higher.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's really interesting. I actually went to sports massage therapists before, and just by looking at me, they could say, You need to work on your serratus anterior. I'm like, <laughs> What the hell is a serratus anterior? <laughs> <laughs> and just these little things that I'd never think of, very small isolation exercises mm. that I worked on that made <laughs> pretty good uh, recovery, you know, quite yeah. fast. So, so transfer
0: what, what do they what do they give you?
1: So serratus anterior
2: is this kind of muscle down here. Mm-hmm. How it looks you, like a saw. How,
1: how do you describe it? It's, kind well, of it's called serratus
2: because it looks like a like, it looks like a saw, right? Oh, okay. So serratus okay. comes from the word saw. Yeah. Um, it's basically the muscle that you, for example, say you're hanging, right? Mm-hmm. You're hanging on a bar, yeah. and you just sort of pulling and extending, pulling mm-hmm. and ex- without without bending the elbows. Oh, really? So yeah, it okay. creates assistance in in torsion and twisting of the spine, yeah. helps to balance as well but it's something that a lot of people wouldn't be outside their tights so for example the serratus is uh, normally fired up Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work when the lats are turned off right so so it's like listen you need to now activate the the uh, the lats for example so that you can start relaxing your serratus because the body compensates Mm. that's how beautiful the body is yeah right it always compensates so if your if your glutes if your hips are very weak Mm -hmm. or they're very stiff you're gonna have the lower back firing up doing the work it's not supposed to be doing, and ah, that's why they get lower back pain. Yeah, because it's either it's either they have very weak hips or very stiff hips, right? Or or their thoracic spine, their middle spine, yeah. is either very stiff or very weak. So what happens? So the lower back takes the loads. Mm. and that's why you see a lot of people sort of bending over to pick up something because they're so not used to i mean the, the lower back is very strong it can it's the pivot of yeah, the body yeah. right but it can it, it takes so much load on onto it that eventually you start getting tired, you start getting weak, and it leads at leads when a lower back injury yeah mm-hmm. wow. okay. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about
1: home workouts it's obviously something that I have to do at the moment, yeah we't have to do. Um, one thing that I am using as a great opportunity is doing unilateral type of movements for squats, mm-hmm. which is helping me a lot than just, you know, I'd usually do the, the squat bar in the gym. Um do you have any recommendations on different types of home workouts that you could implement at the
2: moment? With with the very basic, always start with body weights. So mm-hmm. anything that you had to I uh, would recommend would always work with body weights. Mm-hmm. And then um if you'd like to for example increase weights there are plenty of things you can use cans bottles buckets with water mm-hmm. better things so long as you don't break anything or or mm-hmm. or whatever but um and always aim to get a full body workout mm-hmm. so for example whether it's uh, pushing lifting and pulling there has to be a balance mm-hmm. so for every push there's a pull mm-hmm. so every time, every time you do a push up you got to find a mechanism to do a, a pull up as well mm-hmm. so for example if you're uh, on the floor doing a push up uh, you get up and you're trying to pull a resistant band or a towel towards your torso, right? So we try to balance them out. Unless you have conditions, so for example, what I would recommend is now that we know that we're spending more time uh, sitting down, being less active, mm-hmm. muscles that were previously tight are probably coming tighter. Mm-hmm. So I would recommend definitely every single day to work on flexibility, mm-hmm. That is is something that has to be done every single day. Yeah. Flexibility just to relieve off the, the, the tight symptoms.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, balance. Stability, so even just balancing on one leg, coordination, Mm -hmm. okay, because stiffness and tightness and always being sedentary tends to uh, lose our our reflexes, our balance, our coordination. Mm -hmm. So these are simple things that they are so, so uh, productive, so much used in our daily lives, Mm -hmm. right? Remember that uh, running is a single legged exercise. So even if you just work on single legged balance, single legged squats, single legged lunges, single legged step ups, Everything being done on single legged, without the use of weight, you're working on strength, on balance, stability, okay, proprioception, okay. You strengthen the muscles around the ankle joint, around the hip joint. So getting the the uh, body to move in different planes mm-hmm. of movement, yes, okay, is already just enough to, to create a, a home workout. Which would be much more. Far more effective mm-hmm. than actually picking up the weights and just doing the normal usual mm-hmm. shoulder presses, chest presses, <laughs> squats, and lunges. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I'll I'll I mean I'm, I'm having to get creative now at home um, because I'm not can't go to the gym, which actually is a lot better because now I'm, I'm doing the uh, the wart So I've got a backpack with six bottles of mm-hmm. twelve uh, of two liter uh, water mm-hmm. uh, in them, and the what I was doing yesterday was actually I I, I wrote down a little program for myself. It was mm-hmm. the first time I've ever done. Uh, again, just taking um, just taking inspiration off some of the guests have been on here, and, and obviously you coming on, um, and then I just followed that, and, and I ended up covering all parts of my body just by using my own
2: weight, and then um, and then these this, these water bottles. It's, it's already enough. I mean, why do we exercise? We exercise to make our bodies uh, adapt better towards our activities of our daily living. So whatever we decide to do, we're just doing it better easier mm-hmm. uh, at a, li- at a at less with less stiffness and less and less tightness around us mm-hmm. so why shouldn't our workouts be based on that mm-hmm. i mean why are we, we keep on, on doing the same things as squats and lunges and presses and shoulder presses and chest flies when we need to get our shoulder moving more around these joints i mean you see when they start growing up and uh, you start to find certain things that used to be doing much easier, like for example, reaching at the back pocket or pulling the seatbelt from the from the corner mm-hmm. becomes so much so much more difficult for certain people. It does right? So so why not cater the exercises just to increase the flexibility, just to increase the mobility mm-hmm. of 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 these things, which is going to make us easier. If we get those done, and then we can apply a better squat, and then we can b- apply a better shoulder press, and then we can b- apply a better push up. Mm-hmm. But if we don't even have the foundation, just to get our body doing the very basic movements. How can it expect us to do just an overhead movement how can you give for example a person who has a very rigid shoulder joint overhead squats with the yeah. bar just over the head the chances are that the the is are going to topple over and, and, and cause an injury right so you have to work on the very basics and the very basics are just getting the joints the, the joints are uh flexible more flexible uh more mobile and the stiff joints just to ease them off mm-hmm. and the joints that are, are supposed to be stable teach them to be stable tight mm-hmm. so if the lower back is supposed to be a stable joint mm-hmm. you teach to become more stable stronger that's why then we give them planks and, and every exercise just mm-hmm. to make sure um they're stronger to, to withhold whatever but it has to come just making sure that if the ankles if the hips if the thoracic spine if the shoulders are meant to be more mobile don't let them stiffen up Okay. Right? If the knees, right, if the knees, the lower back, if the, the, the shoulder stabilizers are meant to be sta- stable, don't let them become mobile. So, this is where you start applying, applying the, the theory with the practice. So, everything becomes just a normal, a normal process, right? And with that training, and then you'll be able to do everything much easier and you'll be able to improve, mm-hmm. right? Because at some point, if you're just lifting a squat and you're having a proper form, the The way you're doing it is probably not going to allow you to lift a further load because mm-hmm. the muscle that is compensating is not strong enough to take to take the the, the weight of the quads of right so what if you get a good squat already already done? the chances are that you're going to lift heavier mm-hmm. better and pain free mm, so sure. long term we are looking for a better athlete yeah. or a better or a better S- client couldn't agree more so if I had to recommend the the best the best things to do at home would be. Even it's just simple work with bands, uh, sticks, just to joints, get them a bit more flexible than than used to. Just make sure they're not that stiff so that when we return back to the exercises that we love doing, that we all love our push-ups, we all love our arms and whatever what they, they are, are, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's only done better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with, with an easier, an easier outcome. Yeah. So, um,
0: uh, obviously, COVID is still prevalent here, um, sadly, uh, but ha- that, that must have had an impact on, on the gym and,
2: and uh, you know everything around that, really. So, how, how have you been able to? So we work had around it? we had closed the gym like uh, four or five days before we actually were told to to, to be closed okay. um, because I believe that uh, the gyms are one of the uh, places that where where high, the higher chances of spread of the virus could yeah. could be going with uh, more people breathing, sweating, etc. Uh, but I believe this took a, a very, um, how do you say, it, it took a very hard, a hard punch. It was a hard punch to me. I mean, just closing the doors, not knowing when we're going mm, to open up again or how uh, we're going to open up again or what are the measures going to be like, how many people are going to be putting in, if we can be keep doing group classes. Uh, so this is all an effect on, on our business. And I agree, I mean, the first and most important is the health and safety of, of of the people, right? But uh, it's gonna leave a, a huge impact on the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, people start uh, not trusting one another, starts moving away from each other, the sharing of the weights, uh, the distancing between one another. What I believe we must uh, be doing mm-hmm. as it um, as starts, just to make sure that everything is kept well, is that making sure that clients that start coming will be using sho- appropriate shoes just for the gym. Right so every time they do come in they have to bring an, in a, a pair of shoes wow, which is being used just inside the gym towers as they were always mm-hmm. and they will remain always a must mm-hmm. that they have to be using a towel whichever wherever they go um sharing of sharing of for example towers is a definite no no mm-hmm. um when when they're done from using their the the machine they wipe them down as much as they can that's why at, at the start is is um that's why we use we use the towers. Mm-hmm. And the less a person can expose their body to a certain extent that uh, where their body touches other equipment where it can hold on to, to sweat to sweat has to be tried and reduced yeah, so yeah. if you're for example using a mat mm-hmm. right even whatever it is you have to be using a towel yeah, or as much yeah. as you can cover up your body so that you're not exposing too much of the skin where you have a chance uh, where you can inherit the, mm-hmm. the virus or you can transmit the virus through, yeah. through, through that right Um and most important from our side is keeping the gym as clean as possible uh, the hygiene has to be a must mm-hmm. so sanitizing uh cleaning i mean even just simply for for uh the fact of the sake of cleaning right so a person who suffers from uh, simple asthma for example if there's an improper uh, the gym is not clean enough it can cause them just an asthmatic reac- reaction wow. right okay. so cleanliness okay. has to be one of the one of the top priorities mm-hmm. but as to when we are gonna return i don't I don't believe there has been any set dates right right through it. What I know is that we're gonna have to change certain uh ways we run the business the classes have to reduce by far in a, in a huge number so we have to increase the distance between one person and another which is gonna take a which is gonna take a uh, a lot to come back to normal. Mm-hmm. I believe it's gonna take for sure till the end of the year it's gonna be a tough situation for us mm-hmm. um but yeah, I mean, we have to we have to go along with what with what is is best for the population. Yeah. Hopefully, we come out of this as stronger, more knowledgeable, and I hope that people will respect the measures that we take, which at the end of the day are for are for themselves, because it's it can be very hard to implement a new measure into the system where people become a bit more denial they become a bit more they go on the defensive side where where this but i don't i don't uh, agree that i've got to be doing this or I, i just doing doing this or you should be doing this so there can be a lot of complications a lot of pressure anxiety that builds up within the clients and us so i believe there has to be a good communication which at the end of the day is only for the best of 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 the of the human so that no one contracts the virus because at the end of the day we all go back home to families and grandparents and Mm -hmm. and children so so the measures have to be respected um yes but i i mean it's it's a it's a challenge that we have to be up for and i i believe we can only see what it what it unfolds day by day right at the end of the day so well i mean with uh the amount of information you've got and just
0: is, I've not spoken to any other master trainer, or personal trainer with even half the amount of knowledge, so I'm sure um, uh, there'll be a number of people that want to kind of reach out to you and yeah, whether they you know, use, you know, use your services or, you know, just to kind of you know, I'm imagine there's going to be more questions. So, um, yeah, I, I would I would definitely say you, there will be people that are interested that are going to want to kind of uh, get closer to you and, and maybe make them part of their lives. Um, more so now because I think everyone, because they've had the time, they're becoming more aware of of how important fitness is in in their life. So, you know, it seems like if you look, um, if you look on social media, everyone seems to have turned into like a a home workout specialist or a baker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Banana (laughs) (laughs) breaker.
2: It's true. It's true. Um, uh And the most important is that whatever we do, we do it safely and effectively. So it was, like we said you can download any application nowadays you can follow any online training you can follow any video on whatever it is mm. but the most important is that you have to first of all start off slowly yeah. making sure that you start and plan your goals so that you don't get bored and and take advice from 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 people who are recognized don't just follow or 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 or, or do anything because it looks good, because it looks fun, because, because it celebrities looks celebrities doing. Because celebrity is <laughs> doing. It. Just do it because you it's actually coming from a good source of of of, of of information and if you are not sure about a certain exercise so for example a client who suffers simply from slip discs for example mm. okay so a very common a very very common factor which is a slip disc and a very very common very very much like the exercise which is given in many different programs because they they are they are felt a lot which are the burpees right for example oh, yeah. um yeah. that is one of the uh, it's a very huge contraindication for a person who suffers from slip discs Right? so the continuous impact of the way the form there if the if the form is improper that continuous movement on, on the spine is only going to cause more damage mm-hmm. yeah, or for yeah. example if you're if you're just following a program and you have not the program hasn't tells you whether you suffer from for example scoliosis right and you were told to do certain exercises where you're loading the spine or you're causing twisting and torsion of the spine at a very at a very bad state you're only going to be doing more damage than good Right. And again, the body is very strong. The body can take a lot and a lot and a lot over a long period of time. But at one point it's gonna fight back. Mm-hmm. It's gonna stop you and it's gonna make you stop. No matter no matter how strong you're gonna be. And you're gonna have to be forced to stop. So why come to that point where you have injured yourself, where you have to now you are forced to stop, forced to take medication, all right? Rather than actually doing the ways you're supposed to. And everyone has their own doctor that they can reach out to and if they were diagnosed with a condition everyone should reach out and ask for advice ask for guidance what they should be doing what they shouldn't be doing what effects of their medication are there just to make sure that everything that is being done is only done at the best in the safest and most effective manner mm-hmm. for 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 our own good at the end of the day because this is what we want to deliver this is the message that should be delivered to any participant uh, taking part in any activity mm-hmm. now let's not go to extreme measures that even if it's a simple walk or a simple bike ride but um from a person that that has never done anything to doing too much too soon the risks are much higher yeah, course, okay the risks right. are much higher and if there's something that you are not sure of with regards to technique or form or the way it should be done, reach out to someone who, who who's who's qualified that is ready to help mm-hmm. who's ready to, to guide you into in, into that yeah I'm just good
0: so on that on that note how can if people have questions for you or want to have a chat with you or
2: you know just uh explore what what is available they can, how can reach how out can they, yeah, what's the uh, and there's instagram facebook yeah. and they can follow a uh, message call yeah. email so
0: your instagram daniel it's just daniel zamit daniel zamit pt pt okay okay on
2: uh, instagram facebook facebook it's daniel zamit you yeah. can reach out from there yeah. um, and then they can go to the website so, or yeah. okay. of MT, platinum so. fitness that's called empty so that's
0: excellent I don't know about you, Stephen, but I think... uh, Knowledge bombs. Yeah, and (laughs) surely you've you've got to be in the running
2: for the next uh, Prime Minister. (laughs) (laughs) Health first. Yeah, Yeah, health Health at school that's where it starts it would be, so be a good, a good initiative yeah. just to get them going mm, the some good slogans Yeah, yeah especially the slogans are just unreal yeah, yeah I love them, love them yeah. what's halaydan right now yeah time. that's what we'll, we'll <laughs> what's the uh, the, 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 can you, the, uh, the genetics of the gun lifestyle, uh, lifestyle uh, sorry genetics loads the gun yeah lifestyle pulls the trigger that's the one love it <laughs> epic <laughs> well yeah I mean thanks um,
0: you know for taking the time uh, obviously I know you had your, your um, session earlier coming over here
2: and joining us in our beautiful new studio thank you both for having uh, me yeah. yeah, this is a great opportunity well done for all that you're doing um love it and keep going yeah cheers thank sure.
0: you. thanks cool all right yeah. um so uh for all our listeners and everything else obviously this is our first recorded um video recorded um uh episode uh, in our second series uh, and we are on youtube now so please subscribe and please share um, you know the, the knowledge that we're 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 both picking up on, so um, it's all all to 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 help you guys really. So um, also feedback, we love feedback, um, love it. even especially when it's public and uh, you want to troll us. That's even the best. So um, yeah, please just uh, share feedback, whether it be on Instagram. We do have an Instagram page now as well, which is Dost underscore podcast. Um, so please uh, follow us on there and and just kind of share. Um, your views uh, and guide us. You know, if there's things that you you want to hear about, then um, you know we're we're happy to kind of pull in, pull in the right experts to kind of share share that knowledge with us. So um, yeah, please do subscribe, share with your friends, and tune in for the rest of the series because we've got some uh, equally as epic guests joining us that will allow us to kind of concentrate um, not just on the on the body but also the mind and the spirit. So it's going to get kooky. <laughs> cool. Thanks for
1: listening. Thank you.